0: What is up? Welcome to episode 182. Thanks so much for listening. It means so much to me. If I've brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. Let me know what you want to hear more of. And please be sure to share the podcast. I'm truly grateful for your support. Thank you. All right. Before we jump into today's episode, I have a few announcements. If you haven't subscribed to my free weekly newsletter, but you enjoy the content I drop on this podcast, then you're missing out. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe for free to the Mastering Your Mindset newsletter. Second, you can now rate podcasts on Spotify. Right below my podcast description, you'll now see a rating option. If you enjoy the content I drop every week for free, I ask one simple favor in return, clicking that button and giving the podcast an honest rating. Lastly, the biggest piece of news, one of the most frequent requests I receive is for more Episodes, more content? Well, you ask and I deliver. I'm now dropping two episodes a week. Monday episodes will remain the same. I'm now dropping a second episode on Thursdays at 1 a.m. Eastern. Be on the lookout for these additional episodes weekly. 1 in 10 people struggle to recognize their emotions and control them. What if I told you that you could remove yourself from that statistic? How we handle our emotions and how in tune we are to them influences the relationship we have with ourselves and those around us. So how can we effectively handle our emotions? Number one, recognize your emotions and name them. When we're feeling overwhelmed by emotions, it's easy to get caught in that current, that riptide of emotional turbulence. The key to breaking this overwhelming emotional cycle is to get back to being in our clear headed state. One powerful way to accomplish this is to recognize our emotions and name them. This process allows us to start distancing ourselves. That momentary distancing allows our feet to touch the ground rather than being carried away by the emotions. So let's play this out. Let's say that you just picked up coffee from your favorite coffee shop and you jump back into your car and spill it all over yourself. And this sends you into an emotional spiral, becoming upset at yourself and a flood of other negative emotions. And you feel yourself starting to go into that spiral. Ask yourself what negative emotions am I noticing? How would I describe? The negative emotions. Why am I feeling this way? Now the idea is to go deeper than our instinctive answers to these questions. Yes, I've just spilled coffee on myself, so of course I'm upset. But what else? Why are you upset that you spilled coffee on yourself? Are you upset because you made a simple mistake? Are you upset because you've made a mess in your car? Are you upset because you're now running late? When we follow up these initial answers with a a secondary question, we start to really acknowledge that the situation we're facing and potentially the emotions that are starting to swallow us are not truly as bad as we think. We can label this to better understand what sits behind their mask. Here's the real plus to this tactic. Naming an emotion enables Our prefrontal cortex to notice the emotion, to let it go, or to set it aside. Now, sure, in these moments, depending on the situation, it can be challenging to pause and not fall into these downward spirals. But challenging does not mean impossible. And like anything else, this comes with constant practice, being able to break Those emotional riptides allows us to pause and distance. Those two actions can mean a great deal with how we respond moving forward. Pausing allows us to take inventory. Distancing allows us to take another look at a higher elevated level. We experience the opportunity to choose every day. What perspective do you choose? Number two, accept and experience. Sometimes we resist emotions with every cell in our body, burying those sad emotions, burying our frustration, burying emotions of being overwhelmed. This type of behavior only compounds things. Eventually, not addressing the emotions means that they will come up somewhere in some form. Tomorrow, a year from now, even in a critical situation that calls for our undivided attention. A situation where we need to be at the top of our game. Not addressing emotions can be damaging long term. Emotions, they are not a bad thing. The idea, as I stated in my last point, is to recognize and label them. To elevate and distance To understand within the moment. This next step allows us to accept. Not accepting things from emotions to a situation we may be in only accelerates the frustration behind that event. Meaning the mound under us only gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Until eventually those things mix together, the emotional, the resistance, to accepting them, becoming so intolerable that we feel overwhelmed, we give up, we walk away, we break down, or lose sight of what's really occurring. Rather than add to this mixing pot and compounding things, we can learn to accept what is happening. That does not mean that we need to like it, that we're excited about it, but we acknowledge that we are in it. That is fact. That is more than half of most people's battles. There are many things that we can control. And sometimes, particular situations, a predicament, might be the piece that we cannot control. Therefore, turning to the things that we can control can be very freeing. They can remove this feeling of not having control. Feeling Desperate, feeling vulnerable. And so when we grab onto those controllable pieces, we stop this vehicle from going into a tailspin. So, anytime you are experiencing any emotion, ask yourself, what happens when I lean into fully experiencing it? A good example would be suffering. We naturally avoid this, taking flight as quickly and as far away as possible. What if we did the opposite? What if we allowed ourselves to experience it? Suffering heals us, but only if we fully experience it. Identifying these emotions, experiencing these emotions, both combined, can be extremely freeing. The opportunity is recognizing which emotions we need to experience more to accept their signaling Because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content, I highly recommend you give it a try. download the Spotify for podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. Number three appreciate and connect. We need to all remember that emotions are signals. They are our body's way of telling us something. Emotions let us know if our needs are getting met or not. Emotions want our attention and respect. So being able to pull certain pieces of our emotions can be a powerful approach. Specifically, identifying certain components of our emotions. For example, asking ourselves... What are the good intentions of my suffering parts? Remember, if emotions are signals, we may not understand at first glance what they are trying to tell us. Spending time appreciating this side of our emotions enables us to be more patient with ourselves because we understand that they are not an inconvenience, rather a vehicle carrying clarity. Creating this perspective as it relates to our emotions allows us to accomplish everything we've discussed thus far. If we struggle to understand this, we rush through those emotions. We run away from them. We ignore them. We bury them. We blame others or a specific situation. We struggle to see the value of those emotions doing a disservice to us and even those around us. Emotions... They are natural. They are normal. So, not appreciating them can be a mistake. They can make us feel like we are the only ones experiencing them, isolating ourselves and letting our emotions devour us. When you feel this wave pulling you in, ask yourself who are others who may be feeling similar emotions? Remember, you are not alone. In the moment, you're suffering. Say out loud to yourself, there are other people out there in the world suffering like me. Register with yourself and acknowledge, I am not alone. And then take it a step further. Ask yourself, how can I show my negativity some compassion? Self-kindness is normally not a natural first place that our minds and our heart goes Intentionally picking this path can be very healing. It can help to create a beacon of light at times where it feels like darkness is crowding the room. Start to connect with those emotions on a deeper, more intimate level. Spend time understanding the passengers in that vehicle. Ask yourself, what are the messages of my negative emotions? What's the message? What's the meaning? What needs aren't met? Dig into curiosity. That curiosity allows us to connect to those emotions. Number four, learn and deploy. Because our emotions are signals, we can start to understand and appreciate that there is something to learn behind each one. So it's critical that we don't simply see the emotion. We start to dissect it, to learn from those emotions. By spending the time learning, we can understand how we need to address those particular emotions moving forward. This gives us the ability to handle them in a healthier manner. For example, if you're experiencing negative emotions, dig into what there is to learn from those negative emotions. Is it only negative or is it protecting you from something? Is it unmet needs? Is it unserved values? Ask yourself, what positive channel could I switch to? We have choices. Remember that freeing component that allows us to control our destiny. We get to change the channel if we need to or we feel so. Try to shift from overwhelming negative emotions to gratitude. Our brain can't feel a negative and positive thought or emotion at the same time. So switching channels allows us to focus on the emotion that is most productive and healthy for us in that moment. Here's the the powerful piece to all of this. When we understand how to navigate our emotions, it allows us to communicate With ourselves better which creates a better relationship with ourselves it creates a healthier environment and all of this internally allows us to communicate more effectively to others and that means that others can support us better through some of those emotions that means that others can clearly understand our perspective which means that Internally and externally, we can facilitate healthier relationships. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into how to effectively handle your emotions. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at the motivated underscore Mind and on Facebook at The Motivated Mind Podcast. Don't forget to join me next week for another episode. I love you all, and thanks so much for listening. It's a mindset production.